Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to bring in the five game NBA main set on Thursday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I made daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. Uh, before we get into the video, I want to thank you guys again for the continued support. Closing in right now on 7.6 thousand subscribers on YouTube. Just crazy to think think about, really. Uh, but if you guys do enjoy this content, would really appreciate if you could leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when I go live. As always, I'll be doing a live stream before lock to kind of go, go over everything and answer your guys' questions on YouTube. Um, if you guys cannot watch these videos, I do upload on, I do upload on Apple Podcasts. I'll have a link down below. Uh, if you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on patreon.com, also linked down below. A couple different packages I offer. If you guys have any questions, you can let me know uh, in the comment section or hit me up on Twitter. And then finally, I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this show. Again, guys, if you're not familiar with Prize Picks, it's a, it's a site where you're betting on uh, basically fantasy projections, right? So, like Andre Drummond for tomorrow's site projected for 45 fantasy points. Do you like the under? Do you like the over there? That's basically the idea. And you can mix sports, right? You can play a couple from NBA, you can play a couple from NFL. Um, and I think it's a fun way to kind of differentiate from DraftKings, right? You're not playing against anyone. You're playing against the house. Uh, so if you guys want to sign up, you can use the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word. Link down below. Uh, you get a 100% match up to $100. So if you put $100 in, you get $200 to play with. Uh, but yeah, with that all out of the way, let's jump in the video. So uh, before we talk about players and their prices for this five-game slate, let's take a look back at my lineup here from Wednesday. All right, so let's talk about this uh, five-game slate. So we have the uh, 76ers and the Nets. It's a 224 over-under. The 76ers are two-point favorites. We have Cavs, we have Grizzlies. It's a 211.5 over-under. The Grizzlies are four-point favorites. We have Mavs, we have Nuggets. It's the 225.5 over-under. The Nuggets are three-point favorites. Timberwolves and Trailblazers, the late-night hammer here, are 232.5 over-under. Trailblazers are 10-point favorites. All right, so for this video, we're going to go team by team. Last last one, we went position by position. So we'll start with the Philadelphia side. And that game tonight was just insane. Philly and Washington, Brad Beal put up, I think, close to 60. Might have had over 60 real-life points. Um, Embiid went off. Again, he was a guy I obviously had interest in because of the matchup. But, um, yeah, Embiid at 9.5K in 37 minutes put up 66 fancy points. I mean, he finally had that ceiling game, right? I guess he had one against Toronto, but... He has 60, 70 fantasy point upside. The matchup here is solid, too. Like, I'm not afraid of Jared Allen or DeAndre Jordan defense. So, once again, I like Embiid at the top here. Should play mid-30s Mets in a close game. I guess the one concern I have is, is this their first back-to-back? It is. So, we have not seen a back-to-back yet for Embiid. Will he play? Will he be limited? Something to keep an eye on. If, If they end up, you know, resting Joel Embiid, then that changes everything. And then... Uh, ben Simmons and Tobias Harris become two of the better plays of the slate. Uh, so, again, got to keep an eye on that uh, and Embiid status. Uh, I think there's a chance maybe they rest him. Um, yeah, Ben Simmons, I think, would be a decent play under 9K. He's a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. Would like him a lot more if uh, Joel Embiid is, in fact, rested. Same thing with Tobias, like just a secondary play at the moment. Um, but if if Embiid does end up, uh, if they end up resting him, then you could look to Ben Simmons, then you look to Tobias Harris. Seth Curry's been shooting the ball really well. He has. I mean, he shot the ball 11 of 14. But, again, let's pump the brakes a little bit. He's not going to do a ton besides score the ball. 
So there is, you know, somewhat of a low floor. He's been shooting the ball pretty well, right? 7 of 12, 8 of 11, 4 of 7, 11, 14. So I don't think he's going to continue to shoot this well. But I think he's still a solid play, again. Um, and especially if Embiid is out, that's just more usage to go around. So I have no issue with Seth Curry, but just be realistic here, right? He's not going to continue to shoot like 80% from the field. Let's see. Shake Milton is an okay punt, you know, playing somewhere between 20 to 25 minutes. He's been decent, right? 34, 27, 24, and 24 fancy points. So I think he's a fine play. And if Embiid it's out, obviously a little bit uh, of a boost there. Now, Dwight Howard at 4-3. Don't have a ton of interest in him if Embiid plays. If they end up do resting, if they end up resting Embiid, then Dwight Howard becomes a pretty solid play. Um, at 4.3K would probably become one of the better value plays. Uh, he would probably start, and then they would most likely uh, use Tony Bradley as a backup that game against Cleveland. That was the game uh, they rested, or Embiid was out. Uh, Dwight Howard started, got some foul trouble, so Tony Bradley played 17 minutes. He could be you know, an interesting punt play in GPPs if, in fact, they end up resting Embiid. And lastly, I'll mention Danny Green, another guy who has been shooting the ball decent. He's playing you know, 25 to 30 minutes. Just, just know what you're getting into with Danny Green, right? The floor is probably single-digit fantasy points if he's not hitting a shots. I think at three seven though it's it's a it's a shot you can it's a shot you can take if you want to. Um, again, he's been hitting a shots. He's a guy that can get you some blocks and steals. So I'm perfectly fine with Danny Green at three seven if you want to go there. All right, let's move on to Brooklyn. So Brooklyn, no Kevin Durant still. So Kyrie Irving looks pretty good here at 9-6. I mean, that first quarter against Utah, I was really scared because I faded him. Um, luckily, that game blew out, blew out for me, for my my sake. But um, yeah, he was on pace to absolutely smash. And with them not starting Karis LeVert, I mean, it's basically just Kyrie and a bunch of scrubs, to be honest. Like, Kyrie is just going to run this offense. So um, at 9.6K, I think he has a ton of upside on if this, if this game's going to stay competitive. It's going to be Kyrie and LeVert. Now, my concern of Karis LeVert at 6.8K is, yes, he played 21 minutes, but wasn't on pace for huge minutes. If you, if you took a look at the game flow, he only played 12 minutes in the first half. I really thought he would have got he would be you know pushing for over thirty minutes total. He was not on pace for that, so makes him a little riskier. Obviously, I like the upside, he's going to be the number two in the offense when KD is not there. But I think there's just some risk, especially if he continues to come off the bench and if he's only going to play mid twenties minutes and not overly excited about it. Now, also at Jared Allen, yes, right, fifty fancy points. I know, but you got to be realistic here. DeAndre Jordan picked up four fouls in four minutes, so Jared Allen basically played the entire game. Also, he's going up against Joel Embiid. I do not like targeting centers against Joel Embiid if he, in fact, plays. Just because the foul trouble concerns. Um, he's not going to play 32 minutes again, right? They're going to have somewhat of an even split. Jared Allen probably plays more. I would say 20 to 25. So if he's going to be, if people are going to chase it, I'm fine passing, right? Uh, after that big game, he got definitely boosted because of the foul trouble. Again, DeAndre Jordan only played nine minutes, five fouls in nine minutes, had four fouls in four minutes. Uh, which is just a crazy stat line, to be honest. Joe Harris off the bench of 5-3, I'll probably pass. Now, as far as these bench guys, I just never have a good feeling here because everyone, if this game stays close, I would say everyone probably gets 20 to 25 minutes with like TLC, Prince, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green. Bruce Brown was the best last game in 23 minutes, had 20 fancy points. If you want to go back to the wall there, I don't hate it. And he's now in the rotation, it seems like. But just hard to feel confident with any of these guys to be honest. Like, sure, TLC had 16 fancy points in 24 minutes, but these guys are just secondary plays. I think you can take a shot at one of these guys, but don't expect huge minutes. 
right? So I don't think anyone down here plays over like mid twenties minutes. So that's the concern with those Brooklyn value guys. Really, again, it's, it's Kyrie at the top. I think Levert is still in play in the mid range, but a lot riskier. Um, and then you know, there's a group of value guys you can take shots on, but I don't know if one really stands out. It's one of Cleveland, Memphis, and. I'm not happy because they're really tempting me with this price. Really, really tempting me with this Andre Drummond price. Uh, that last game, got in some foul trouble in 26 minutes at 42 fancy points. So yeah, I am considering Drummond tonight. Um, if he gets over 30 minutes, if he gets 30 to 35 minutes in this matchup, I think you could have a really nice game. But just, just know the risk with Drummond, okay? There is, I would say, about a 50% chance he either gets in foul trouble or gets benched. He's gotten benched twice already this season. He's gotten in foul trouble multiple games. So he is literally the perfect like boom or bust, the GPP play. Wouldn't go near him in cash, even at this price. I just I just don't trust it at all. In GPPs, I like him a lot. Sexton's fine, but again, just doesn't do anything peripheral-wise. Like he's just a scoring-dependent point guard. Fine play, not a priority. Um, Nance at 7K is about right. Uh, CD Osmond shot one of 12, still put up 25 fancy points. I mean, if he's going to start again, I think he's certainly in play because he played over 30 minutes. This is a good matchup. He got 12 shots up. So yeah, I think Osmond actually is a decent play in the mid range. If he does in fact start again, not really interested in Dotson at that price. Javel McGee, McGee at four two is a viable punt. Obviously would get a boost. If you think Drummond gets benched because that, that game Drummond got benched, he played 25 minutes. So He's a viable punt. Okoro is just a super, super low usage guy. Not, not really interested there. And that's really it. Again, Cleveland will run a pretty tight rotation if this game stays close. Like these top four guys in Drummond, Sexton, Nance, and CD all probably play over 30 minutes. So, um, yeah, that's really it for Cleveland on the Memphis side. Memphis is a team I don't really like. In a close game last game, like all their main guys played under 30 minutes. Kyle Anderson, 29 minutes. Dylan Brooks, 29 minutes. Again, this is a close game, no foul trouble, no blowouts, 26 minutes for JV. So it's like, these guys are just knocking in the minutes. And when it's close or when it blows out, so they're just all stay away from me. If you want to take a shot at one of them and hope that they get more minutes, fine. But on this slate, I'm not going to do it. And Tyus Jones did play over 30 minutes, but just a secondary play doesn't have a ton of upside in my opinion. A couple guys that do interest me. Uh, Gorgie Jings at 4-1, so he's played... 24, 22, 21, and 22 minutes. Some blowouts, some in close games. If he's, if this is the plan to play Gorge Jang over 20 minutes, I actually think he is one of the better value plays of the slate. He's like a decent point for a guy. He can get you some blocks and steals. I have interest in Gorge Jang as a punt. I do. Uh, Brandon Clark at 5'3". Again, decent option. I think he's he's a, like probably gets somewhere around mid-20s fancy points. 5.3K, that's, that's fair. The, the other guards off the bench, like Bain, Melton, Grayson Allen, they'll use Tillman. Like, it's just all these guys are going to play 20-ish minutes. No one really stands out to me. So Memphis as a team, kind of besides Gorgie Jang, I don't have a ton of interest in. Let's move on to Dallas and Denver. So this game looks pretty appealing here. Luka Doncic at 10-5. I got him at, I think, sub-20% owned against Houston that last slate. Under 20% Luka Doncic at 10-3 against Houston. It just goes to show that the recency bias is, is is huge, right? Because last year, and I mentioned it multiple times, Luca was over 12K with no Porzingis. He was averaging 60-plus fancy points a game. Just because he had a slower start to the season, people avoided him. Um, now the ownership, I think, will be a little bit higher because of that big game. Still have interest uh, at this price. 
I think he is a guy that I, I love playing Luka because he just stuffs the stat sheet. And when he's having a good shooting day, right, kind of like he did that last game, the upside is 60, 70 plus. So Luka firmly, firmly in play there at the top. The mid-range guys, not super interested in Hardaway or Richardson. I mean, Finney Smith at 4-4, the minutes will be there, but not a super, I mean, he's a fine like punt play. Now, I do want to mention they started Willie Cauley-Stein at center of the last game. If they start him again, I think he's worth a look for, as a value play. My concern is I don't really like playing centers against Embiid. I also don't really like playing centers against Jokic. I'm worried about the foul concerns with a guy like Willie Cauley-Stein. In 12 minutes against Chicago, he fouled out. Had four fouls the previous, like this guy just, he's going to be in foul trouble most likely. So, Proceed with caution here. If I knew Willie Cauley-Stein was going to play over 20 minutes, I would probably play him. But I'm a little worried, again, about the foul trouble concerns. They're going up against like Nikola Jokic. Last guy I'll mention here, I think it was like an okay punt. There's no Trey Burke, so Brunson should probably play about 20 minutes on the bench. I mean, we saw the big game, obviously, when Lucas out, but he's been a decent point for a guy um, at almost mid-price. You could probably do worse for, for like super, super cheap guys. So, yeah, he's a viable play. On the Denver side, obviously Jokic right at 10-9. Just been having an insane season. They do have Michael Porter Jr. back. Slight downgrade to Jokic, but love the matchup here against Dallas. None of their bigs can stay with Jokic. So um, as long as Jokic stays out of foul trouble, he will play mid-30s minutes and is in a fantastic spot. Um, he's he's had, what, 60, 70 fancy point games, seven, 70 fancy point games three times already this season. He is being the aggressive Jokic. Like last year, he was kind of frustrating for DFS. We saw games where he would take over and then really defer offensively. This year, he's being the, the, the aggressive Jokic basically every single game, which is good to see. So Jokic, I think, is one of the better plays at the top at 10-9. I think for roster instruction purposes, you can definitely play Luka and run it back with Jokic, right? I think that's a, a good way to build a GPP lineup. Now, Jamal Murray intrigues me for GPPs. He was pretty popular last late in a really good spot. He busted. Um, the concern with Jamal Murray is, yeah, again, somewhat of a low floor because Jokic is the guy that's going to get a lot of the assists, right? It's so like Jamal Murray is not going to get a ton of assists most of the time, somewhat score independent for a point guard, not as much as Colin Sexton, but still again, a, a little bit reliant on the scoring. So there is some risk here. The ownership's going to, going to drop. I think Jokic is going to be pretty popular. I think an interesting pivot is go to Jamal Murray. Again, I think he's going to be really, really low and don't mind that in GPPs. Michael Porter Jr. coming back, but 7-1, I don't know if I can do 7-1. A minute should be like 30 to 35, I would assume, in a close game, but probably not going to do it. And Will Barton with Michael Porter Jr. back, he should move to the bench. If, at almost 6K, I'll probably pass. Don't want to go to Monte Morris or Paul Millsap. No, Jermichael Green has been some decent run off the bench, 27 to 20, minute, 20 minutes. I think he's an okay punt, but again, price now up to 4-5. Mm, not getting him a great value. I will mention P.J. Dozier. Um, he's probably going to get 15 to 20 minutes and almost been price again in play a similar play to a guy like Jalen Brunson, right? Not something you're going to feel good about, but if you need someone super, super cheap, uh, there's probably worse plays on the, uh, on the San Antonio side. So DeRozan was a guy that was like so consistent all year and then finally busted. He finally had a bust game and only played 29 minutes too. wasn't really in foul trouble. So that's a little concerning. Now, obviously the, the ownership's going to drop. Don't really love the matchup here against the Lakers. More of a contrarian play for me. DeJounte Murray at 6'9". He's very up and down, but the upside is 40-plus for him. 6.9K, though, is not really like you're rating him an amazing discount. So, like DeRozan, more of a contrarian play for me. Keldon's been playing well, but 6'5 seems about right. Again, Aldridge is back. 
I'm not really interested in him at that price. Like Rudy Gay, you know we're going to get out of him like 25 minutes. Uh, the couple plays that interest me are like the value guys and Patty Mills and Lonnie Walker. Patty Mills had a really nice game the last time out. Should play 20, like anywhere from like 20 to 30 minutes, I would say. Again, an okay punt. Same thing with Lonnie Walker. With no Derek White, these guys should get decent minutes. So these guys are in play for value. Patty at 4-3, Lonnie also at 4-3. And that really wraps up the Spurs on the Lakers side. So we've got to monitor news here. LeBron is questionable for like the 10th straight game. Fully expect him to play. But... Anthony Davis is now questionable here. Um, so this is something to keep an eye on. AD, I'm a little bit more worried about of him not playing. If they both play, I think they're, they're decent options in a good matchup. Um, if Anthony Davis is out, then LeBron James becomes one of the better spend-ups of the slate. And then a guy like Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Schroeder, these guys all become a lot more viable in the mid-range. It's going to be interesting to see what they would do with the starting lineup if Anthony Davis is out. Like, would they go Harrell at the four? I don't know if they would. Maybe they'd move in Kuzma. Um, again, depending on KCP news too. But got to keep an eye on this, right? If if Anthony Davis, well, let's just say, for example, shockingly, if LeBron and AD are out, then, you know, Schroeder, Harrell, Kuzma are three of the top plays of the slate in the mid-range. Then it would also really like THT. Um, so this is something to monitor for the, uh, for the slate tomorrow. Obviously things can, uh, things can change here. Yeah. If KCP is out again, that's probably a few more minutes, few more minutes for a guy like THT at three, five, but really we just got to wait and see with these injuries here for the Lakers. Finally, Minnesota Portland. So this game looks pretty appealing and I'm just, I'm still tilting. I'm still, I'm, I know I've mentioned a couple times, but I'm still tilting this Washington game. I stack it. Perfect game for a shootout, and then it blows out. The two next games that D'Angelo Russell plays, 40 and 59 fancy points. Um, I do like the matchup a lot here. The, this game, if it stays close, has potential to have a uh, a huge... like this, this is the game, I think, if it does stay close, has the most upside for fantasy. So D'Angelo Russell at 7-7. If they are going to stay competitive in this game, it's going to be him. It's going to be Malik Beasley. I like them both in an up-tempo game. Portland is not a good defensive team. So D'Lo plus Malik Beasley. And Malik Beasley, 38 and 38 minutes the last couple games. I like these guys a good amount there at their respective prices. Also, I've interest in Hernan Gomez. Now, he is going to, the ownership is going to be way up. It's going to shoot up on him after that 10 to 14 shooting game. Don't expect that again. But if he starts, I would say we probably get close to 30 minutes from him. In a good matchup, I mean, we've seen some big games in Wancho last year. He's a good offensive player. And I mentioned that in the last slate. I was like, yeah, you can take a shot on him. He's been terrible this year, but he's a skilled offensive player. And we saw it that last game. So Hernan Gomez, I think, looks like one of the better punts of the slate, assuming he starts. Again, he will be pretty popular, though. So, yeah, it's Beasley. It's D'Lo. It's Hernan Gomez. The center rotation is just a headache right now with Naz Reed and Ed Davis and Jarrett Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt was actually the guy that played the best in 23 minutes at 30 fancy points. So we'll see what they do with the starting lineup, but hard to trust it. It's hard to trust. Ed Davis has started the last couple games, um, only played 14 that last, only 14 minutes. So it's like, you're not going to feel good about it um, with those bigs. So it does make it risky. You can take a shot in one of them, but hard to feel really confident there. Don't think we have to go to like Rubio or Anthony Edwards. We're just rather punt with Hernan Gomez, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah, like Culver at 4-3. Just don't think we have to do it. It's it's Beasley, it's D'Lo, and it's Hernan Gomez for me. And you can take a shot on one, one of those centers, but hard to trust any of them. Finally, Portland. Well, you guys already know where I'm going. I'm going right back to the wall if you soft Nurkic. 
Uh, he was 5% owned against Chicago last slate. And I, I will mention, he I think he only had one fancy point in the fourth quarter. He had like 36 through two and a half, and then came back and did nothing in the fourth. But man, I really like this spot for Yusof Nurkic again. Minnesota, not, a scared, of, not scared of anyone they try to throw on Nurkic, whether it be Davis or Jarrett Vanderbilt or Naz Reed. Nurkic should be able to feast. And he had a bad shooting game. He shot 6 of 15 and still put up almost 40 fancy points. So really like Nurkic again. I will mention, though, he's been dealing with some foul concerns. He did. He picked up three fouls in the game of Chicago. So early in the first half, there's just there's always that risk with Nurkic. But as long as he plays decent and stays out of foul trouble, he should push for about 30 minutes in a really good spot. I think he's a solid play there in the mid-range. I do like the guards, too. And Lillard and CJ, the price in Lillard came down. And I love the matchup for these guys. And they should play big minutes if this game stays close. I like them both. And this is a game that I think, if it does stay competitive, has a ton of upside. So Lillard, CJ, Nurkic, I like all three at the top. The wings, like Rocco probably plays the most of them, but don't know if we have to go there. Again, Melo at 4-3. You can punt with him. Play 20. He should play mid to high 20s minutes. Is an okay value play. Cantor's in play, but only if you think Nurkic gets in foul trouble or struggles, right? That last game, he only played 16 minutes. He's a good point for a guy, but you kind of need something to happen to Nurkic. You need the foul trouble. You need him to play really bad for Cantor to get extended. Um, so 5K, just more of a contrarian play. And they just have so many wings, like Trent Jr., Jones Jr., Mello, Covington. None of them really stand out to me. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you don't want to go live. Uh, but yeah, thanks again, guys. I hope you guys all have a great day, and I will see you all tomorrow in the live stream.